Hey everybody, this is Mark and this is episode 14. Wow, episode 14 of the Hard Rock Core podcast. My guest this week is Elias Soriano from the band Nonpoint. Now, I've always enjoyed this band since they first started and I saw them initially back in, wow, what year was it? 2000, somewhere around there on the OzFest tour. And they put on a great show on that side stage, second stage, whatever you want to call it that was happening back then during OzFest days. But they were part of that movement, but they always thought they were a little different. And they weren't a band that was doing the hip-hop thing, although they had some flavors to it. There was a lot of layers to this band, and they've continued to develop in their career. And I applaud them, because they're now 10 albums deep. We talked about social media making the band work, essential workers, put on a mask, getting new music together, music as therapy, and some super hot shows they've played, including Las Vegas, Iowa, and up in Sacramento just recently. You can find the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor.fm, as well as YouTube and many other podcast platforms. Don't forget, you can also send me a message through Anchor.fm by clicking the message button on the main page. What do you want to hear on the podcast? What do you want to know about the bands? What do you want to know about me? Does that even matter? Ask a question. Leave a comment. Praise me. Punish me. Let me hear from you. You can find me online at hardrockcore.net, which has links to all of my socials, including Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, YouTube, and all of the podcast information. And if you find it in your heart, please like, follow, and share the Hard Rock Core podcast. And now, on with the show. Hit it! Indeed, I can. What's up, man? Awesome, dude. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I'm sorry. For some reason, it didn't ring me, Um, but I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Dude, it happens, but I know you were just practicing your TikTok game. That's what you were doing. <laughs> Don't you busted me. <laughs> uh, I just, I, it's funny, I just did a post uh, about, uh, I, I found an old video that uh, I, was, I was at a barbecue with my, my father-in-law and my wife and my daughter, and I saw these two ants fighting over a, a dried up worm, and I put some commentary on it, but yeah, I, I did drop that today. <laughs> Dude, I tell you, man, you're entertaining. I, I like what you put out there, man. You keep you keep things lighthearted when this world's kind of crazy right now. I appreciate that. It's, it's it's all you can do right now, man. I, I I'm trying to. Uh, I mean, I I can't say I don't have my down and and my downtime. Uh, you know, the band's definitely been through it uh, with everything that's going on. So uh, I definitely have my downtime. But when when I when it's 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 you know, in my control to put it in front of my people, I want to put some positive stuff out there. Well, you do a great job at that. And I, I think your music in general has always been uplifting and energetic and positive, And that vibe is always there. So to see you guys do such positive things now, and you're still, you know, 20 years into your career, it's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got, you got to count your blessings. That's, that's I, I, the easiest way to say it, man. You gotta, you gotta appreciate what you got. Um, not everyone has a 20 year career. Uh, not everyone has 10 records or, or the willingness to tour as long as, as we have. So, you know, I, I, I just do it because I love it. 
Well, that's as you guys ha- have lasted, you got 10 albums out. And obviously, the career has been uh, successful. But I, the thing I've always wondered about with you and Rob is how have you guys nurtured that friendship to be consistent in this? Uh, again, it's not, it's not, it's not consistent. It's got its ups and downs. Um, you know, that's the reality of, of any relationship, um, and any business. If you look across the, you know, stock market alone, you know, you check any giant corporation, you know, it's squiggle lines, but it's slowly going up and you, you know, you get to learn each other more and more. And, you know, every once in a while you have stock market crashes and just like you have that, you have relationship crashes. Um, but then it always rebounds and it's the people that are willing to, you know, not only tough it out, but prepare for that kind of future. Um, you know, with, with, you know, conversations, clear conversations, transparency, uh, trying to be fair with your business practices. Uh, you know, and that's, that's what you do and you do the best that you can. And Rob and I have a, 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 you know, a bigger fish to fry. And it's not always just about him and I, it's also about the entire fan base that we've built over the last 20 years and making sure that, you know, we're putting even sometimes some of our differences aside to make sure that, you know, we're doing the right thing. And that's also part of the business thing. And some of the bands from your era who popped up and, and I know you guys have done multiple tours with friends of mine and I'm, I'm good friends with Mike from Disturbed. And, you know, you guys have toured with them over the years. And they've, you know, they took their time away and put the, put the band on the, on, on the back burner for the time being so they can, you know, do what they need to do and still keep going. I just spoke with yeah. uh, Ken J from Static X. You know, they, they mm-hmm. put their stuff away. And it's good to see that those people from that era are still moving forward. Because it, it is a different world. It's difficult. But I applaud that motivation to keep going forward that you guys have. Well, you know, it was actually our plan and that's why we had, you know, put all of our socials to, to black. If you noticed, you know, in the beginning of the year, as soon as January one happened at midnight, we went dark and, you know, especially coming off the, coming off that year and a half, the campaigns that we put out and our engagements being, you know, 10 times what they were and all of our numbers, numbers online doubling, you know, for us to disappear for that many months and then all of a sudden a pandemic hitting and you know, the, the million other things that were going on, um, you know, our fans were calling for us. So we, we came back. And you've made a difference and you just put out the remember me video as well. And what inspired that and what brought that forth? Uh, well, we were coming off the alive and kicking initiative and we were trying to figure out where we were going next. Uh, we had done Alive and Kicking Acoustic. It came out amazing. So we knew that we could do another acoustic from our homes and it come out just as good. So uh, we went through our catalog with the spikes in COVID going nuts um, and us knowing that, you know, our fans are uh, in that industry. A lot of them are military, police, healthcare, uh, you know, it, it would be nice to give them a little bit of a thank you. Um, so as we started wrapping that, uh, our creative director, Francesca, uh, said, Hey, I, I got this great idea for this video. Um, you know, I, 
you guys are so great with your 361 group. A lot of them are in the healthcare uh, profession. Uh, a lot of them are in the military. A lot of them are in, uh, uh, EMTs and grocery store workers and target workers and people that work at Walmart and, you know, all these people that are now essential to, to us getting through our days, you know, in, in lockdown and, you know, during this pandemic. So a lot of those people are people that never get a thank you. And half the time, uh, your, your face is just what they see and you never get a name. So I, I, I just wanted to, we just wanted to give a general thank you to all of them. And, uh, we thought what better way to do it than with, with our actual fans that are in the fight for it. That's a beautiful thing. And you touched on a few things and yes, there's the EMTs, the firemen and all those people out there like that, the, the healthcare workers, but you mentioned target, you know, people who work at target and right. the fast food restaurants, there's a lot oh, of them. Man, the cashier, more. Cashiers, cashiers at the grocery store, you know, that people, people are still struggling to, to, you know, understand the importance of masks and, you know, you have surgeons that do 10 hour surgeries and, you know, you have people that have been in the health healthcare profession for profession for decades, uh, that have been wearing masks with, with, uh, with great reward by not coming home sick often. So, uh, I say, please take care of your fellow man, do what's right. It's not just about protecting you. It's about protecting, you know, other people that, that are again out here for us. So let's do what we can for them. I can't thank you enough for saying that. And as, as we talk about these things with people and we hear the thought process and even if, okay, if that, if, a person doesn't believe it's going to protect themselves. No, what? There's still other people out there. It's like wearing a seatbelt. I know, I know it's hard to believe people don't believe it until it's on their doorstep. That's the way things are here in the state. So I will, I will put it very simply. There were a hundred deaths of COVID in Japan. They never went on lockdown. They never went into an unemployment spiral. Why? Because they immediately started wearing masks. It's already said in their culture that it is not a big deal to put on a mask. And they got through it very quickly, very easily, with less than 2% unemployment and less than 100 deaths. Why? Because they put masks on. People, put on your fucking mask. Stay away from each other. Let's get through this. All right. And then we can get the bands back on damn tour and on the road right. doing what you guys do best. Right. Exactly. Without masks. Without so masks. Yeah. Let's get on board, guys. Let's get on board. I, I'm on board with that. I know Decibel has got a big campaign with that right now with everybody wearing the mask. Good, good. You know, my guitar player just lost his grandma with COVID. Uh, one of my dear friends in Long Island, uh, him and his wife both have COVID. They have two teenage children uh, that they have to take care of. Uh, you know, it, my grandfather is in Puerto Rico dealing with it, barely able to get supplies, lines out the door. You know, just because it's not on your doorstep doesn't mean by you making sure that your city keeps it from spreading, that it doesn't continue to spread and hurt other cities as you travel. So just, you know, let's, let's try to take the example of, of you know, what our scientists are saying and, and let's get on board, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, are, are you guys recording right now? Are you in the studio? 
we we were again we were taking a, a, a very long extended break. Had this not all happened uh, with COVID, we I, I we would still be on break. We we didn't plan on doing any of this um, uh, because we had to get together to uh, you know just work out some kinks. We had some shows coming up. Uh, we wanted to possibly you know make sure that we were set up and, and ready to play the show. So before it got too crazy, we wanted to get together and, you know, we, we got some music, uh, uh, put together and, uh, you know, um, you know, we got with, uh, our team and uh, just laid a couple things down by, by no means do we have a record. Uh, but if anyone, you know, I said this in an interview yesterday, if anyone's been following us, uh, for the last 20 plus years, they know, uh, that this, the 2020 is like a non-point subject matter year for music. This is, this whole year is, you know, there's, I'm sure there's going to be a song called murder hornets. I'm sure there's going to be a song, uh, you know, called, you know, Panda. who knows? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's my kind of, uh, my kind of feel for the fire. Well, I, I, yeah, and, and I, I'm glad you guys are, are being active and you're making a conscious decision to do what you do. And uh, yeah, the, the lyrical content that can fly out of this year is, is it's limitless right now. And good to know that you we know, call, people we are being called creative. It irre- we called it irresponsible music. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it's extremely aggressive. I can't wait for uh, for our fans to uh, to hear some of this. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Well, some of your music has gotten more aggressive over the years as well. I think uh, the world's gotten a little bit more aggressive, so we're uh, we're following suit. I think a lot more aggressive, unfortunately. You know, we, yeah, we, yeah. But I mean, that's what Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff's for. You can come on, get over here, and laugh with me afterwards. You know, the stage is the stage. You know, it's it's there to make you think and for you to uh, uh, to communicate your emotions and your feelings. Uh, into a tangible uh, 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 platform in order for you to to have therapy when you can't have someone to talk to or when you're not through a situation enough that you feel like you can communicate with a person. Uh, Music is normally there for all of us. So, uh, you know, that's, that's basically what, uh, what it's there for. But, you know, when, when the curtains close, you know, I, I, I want to see a smile on everyone's face, and, and, and you know, that's, that's what we're really here for. Well, you, you guys do that, and the very first time I saw you guys live was back at OzFest on, on the second stage, and then just in the past couple of years, you guys have done a couple of shows up here in Sacramento, one at Holy Diver with Butcher Babies, and the other one yeah. at uh, Ace of Spades with P.O.D. and Islander and those shows. Yeah, that show was uh, incredible. That show was absolutely insane. Just all the all the Sacramento shows are always amazing. But, um, when we first started, for some reason, everyone thought that we were from California, uh, just because of how we performed and you know who we were uh, as as nationality wise and culturally. Uh, so we we get some love in California, and, and we we make sure that we fight to get out to the West Coast, no matter what it takes on every side. Well, that I know that that Ace of Spades show was phenomenal, but I remember the bad thing about the Butcher Babies show with you guys at, at 
holy diver it was summer and it was like 105 degrees outside and it was right. it was nasty hot in there dude that we were dying i remember that i absolutely remember that yeah and the walls were sweating it was so nasty yeah. upstairs there yeah 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 hey but that's a rock show it is. I, I I think that was probably the second hottest show I've ever been in. The worst one yeah. ever was System of a Down headlining the Roxy back in 1997 or 98. There were people climbing up at the back of the Roxy, getting into the club, and the walls were sweating. It was nasty hot. But you know what? Like you said, that's rock and roll, man. I, re- I remember one of my two of my worst. One one was Iowa City. Uh, it was 113 degrees inside. We had the Yikes. thermometers on the, on the wall to to prove it uh, uh my first guitar player andy he was throwing up behind the uh, uh the uh, uh guitar stacks i remember that was that was a bad one and then another one we played and it was nighttime and it was outside and it was still 102 degrees in las vegas yuck dude was that like at that downtown place or something like that it was outside it was outside just outside of vegas in this little like I remember it was a, a, a sort of a hole in the wall place and it was out in this courtyard area. It was, it was probably one of the most brutal shows that I've ever played. Dude, I can't even imagine playing in Vegas. I don't like heat. that match. <laughs> mm. I don't like to remember. Yuck, man. Not, not good, man. So, uh, you know, just to, to wind it down, what, what's, what's the next couple months look like for you? Uh, and, and what's next for you guys? Uh, the campaigns are going to go all the way to Christmas. Uh, we are finishing up this campaign. We expected this campaign to be done already. Uh, the problem is, is wonderful people like you keep reaching out to our publicists asking for interviews and we don't want to overshadow anything that's going on with this because we feel like the subject needs attention and we feel like it's, it's, it's just the perfect timing and we want to make sure that we put again, the attention on the people that, it's important to put it on. And if that's the people that are working overtime in order to keep us literally working overtime to get us all back to normal. So, you know, that's, that's what I'm hoping people start realizing by listening to this song and hopefully sharing it. So that way people start putting faces to this process. Um, after this, uh, we're probably going to have the most engaging campaign to date that we've ever done across our socials. Uh, it's going to be something that our fans love for us to do. Uh, it's going to be uh, almost two weeks of surveys. It's going to be insane. I know our fans are going to love it. Uh, and then we're going to make another announcement halfway through that campaign and then another announcement halfway through the campaign following uh, before we wrap uh, for Christmas. So we are going to keep giving our fans literally monthly uh, uh, news, monthly entertainment, and uh, keep this going all the way until we know that it's uh, okay to do concerts again and we can get back out on the road. Well, I, I applaud you. I applaud the guys for standing up and, and making this important, man. That, that means a lot to me. And, you know, the music thing. And I, I shot you a picture because I did shoot your show there at Ace of Spades. And, I miss that. I miss seeing the fans' reaction from the front row and in the crowd going crazy. We we need that, and a lot of people out there thrive, and that's their, their mental therapy is the concerts and that connection like that. So I look forward to you guys getting back out there as soon as possible. 
not only that, especially with a lot of the online concerts and stuff coming, I just, I want to assure people that before the end of this year, you are definitely going to see our band perform a couple of times. I promise you that. That's, that's awesome, dude. But look, man, thank you for your time, man. Stay safe back there and, and, and best to your family and friends that have been impacted by it as well. Thank you so much, Mark. God bless. All right. Take care, buddy. Special thanks to Elias Soriano from Nonpoint for joining me on episode 14 of the Hard Rock Core podcast. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. You can find me online at hardrockcore.net, which has links to all of the socials, and I hope you connect with me there as well. If you've made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you. And if you like what you've heard, please like the podcast, follow it, share it with a friend. Make a friend listen. Stay safe. Stay true. Tell your family and friends you love them. Give them a hug. Thank you. And have an awesome day.